You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. your eyes. It's half past midnight, and you're listening to the Ghost Story Guys. Welcome to the Ghost Story Guys. I'm Brennan Storr. I'm Ian Gibbs. And this is a show where we talk about spooks, specters, and all the other things watching us from the shadows beyond the campfire. Some conversations only make sense after the sun is set, and this is most definitely one. Thanks for tuning in. This is our very first bonus episode, mm-hmm. and we're coming to you from that tiny mountain cabin you dream about but can never quite reach. How are you doing, Ian? I'm doing well, Brennan. How are you? I am bald and handsome, <laughs> and I am hoping that this is not a giant disaster. Uh, it won't be. No. No. I admire your confidence. <laughs> and we have a special guest today. In our very first bonus episode, we have... Tori, who is the publicist for Throbbing Wood Public... Uh, no, no, no. It's Touchwood. Touchwood Editions. No, thank yes, you. I'm no. married. But <laughs> <laughs> Hi, yeah. Brennan. Hi, Tori. How are you? I'm very well. How oh, are that's, you? I'm a little worried that your uh, arms reach away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching a lion and a cheetah just sort of <laughs> size each other up. I think you are entirely giving me too much credit for my abilities to escape this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Like a like a warthog and a cheetah? Warthogs <laughs> are quite vicious. Uh, okay. Like a, like an old sofa. <laughs> and, and a cheetah. cheetah. Yeah. Wanting to sharpen its claws. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but Tori is the publicist for Ian's, the publisher of Ian's book, uh, Touchwood. And... <laughs> At Touchwood. At Touchwood. At Touchwood. Uh, Called Victorious Most Haunted. Available wherever fine books are sold. Nice job, If for whatever reason you need something to prop up a coffee table, (laughs) you want a real book, (laughs) order a copy of A Strange Little Place, The Hauntings and Unexplained Events of One Small Town, and there's a listing in the back of real books. (laughs) You can buy any one of those. Is is that still available? (laughs) Yeah, there's like one store in Bahrain still selling it. (laughs) In Bahrain. Jesus. (laughs) I don't actually know where Bahrain is. That's uh, uh, over there somewhere. Middle East? Oh. Yeah, that's a place over on Langley Street, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the the place it. they sell kebabs. Kebabs, yeah. There's, I think it was, uh, there was a place there. It was like Little Lebanon or something, or Lebanon Express. Oh. Yeah, it was- What uh, happened to it? Closed. Oh. Yeah. Not, uh, it looked gnarly. Looked a little sketchy. Yeah, it wasn't good. Do you remember that other place um, over in the Bay Center, Cleopatra's Bedroom? Mm-hmm. Sure. I never understood what- 
that was about. Like, is there a real need for money like, laundering? I assume. <laughs> I was going to say, is there like a sweeping movement of Egyptian motif that's going through the uh, designer world? Because I could not figure that one out. No, I well, I remember I never went in there, but um, I mean, neither. I don't think anybody did. No, that's, I guess that's a point. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon goes in there all the time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's Brandon's store. I like to feel silk cloth on me. <laughs> Fine Egyptian cotton. That's mm. it. Mm. Perfect. It's like a spa for my nips. Oh, gross. Okay. Yeah, see, this is what I deal with. This is what you deal with. You're just going along. And so then it's just... not any different when you're right in the no, studio. No, it's no, no. Not, there's no editing magic here. Yeah, this, this gross. Yeah, no, this, this. Right. Just off the cuff. It, it, the Egyptian thing, there, the money laundering thing reminds me. There was a place up on Douglas Street yeah. years ago. It was a, a fire and safety store. That was what it was advertised as. Okay. Howbo Fire and Safety. Okay. And in the wind, if you look through the window, you would see one single like lollipop sign, like stop sign, uh, a miniature fire extinguisher, and a safety vest in the window. Beyond the window was a, a wooden desk, and behind the wooden desk was an enormous glass wall with a dragon etched into it. What? And I thought, weird. They don't seem to sell a lot of safety supplies. That's an ex- <laughs> Did they sell dragons? Well, a friend of mine decided to find out. So she actually went in and said, hey, yeah, I have a company. We need some safety supplies. And behind the desk was an enormously muscled Chinese man with, with snake tattoos down his arms. <laughs> and he f- was looking around because there was literally those safety supplies I've described were the only ones That's there. That's all they had, yeah. <laughs> and my friend is looking around. Oh, so do you have anything else? No. This that sounds is... like a legit business to me. Yeah, yeah, no. It... <laughs> Fronties Pizza. <laughs> we sell real pizza like a regular <laughs> pizza place. Right. That's the logo. It was it was yeah. gone a week later. Oh. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. But I figure the the giant dragon tattoo or the giant dragon and then the enormous yeah. snake muscles. I think yeah. No, this yeah, is there's no. some kind of yeah. something unsavory happening here. Yeah. Not the fun kind. <laughs> Not the fun kind. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you do at. Uh, Touchwood? Yeah. Touchwood Editions? <laughs> That's them. Um, well, I... Not Boner Castle. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. No, thank you. <laughs> no. That's next door. <laughs> There's a lovely Greek restaurant next door, okay, thank you. Okay, well, either or. Either or. <laughs> I'm just imagining a Greek restaurant called Boner Castle. No, why would you... Why? <laughs> Welcome why would you to Boner that? Castle. Oh, bye. <laughs> Smash your plates. <laughs> or, you know, ceramic other things. Oh, oh why? Stop. Why, Brennan? <laughs> I know. <laughs> This is it. Sorry, Ian. I know. Thank Uh, you. Tell us about your job. Uh, My job is basically to be, uh, once the book starts, I start. Right. Or or once the book is is, uh, published, then my job starts. So anytime you see a book on TV or listen to the author talking on the radio, or if it's in the newspaper, or if there's an article about it, or blogs, or sometimes even podcasts, that's my job to get the author onto those things. Yeah, a, a podcast is like a radio show you download. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I'll, show, I'll show you on the internets later. On the internet, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Can we listen to vinyl at the same time? <laughs> I know the Lord. Okay, okay. <laughs> you are like a her. guest. She can stay. <laughs> Love that song. I should get that pressed to vinyl. Please. <laughs> Once I'm not broke oh, yes. anymore... I'm uh-huh. going to have to do a limited edition vinyl run. If you're actually doing that, I will give you the digital mm. files. Oh, yeah, I'm not putting the janky tapes on no. there. <laughs> Jesus. 
Oh, man. So now you also would help authors like with a social media presence mm-hmm. or anything like yep, that? Yep, I do try to do that. When you set up your website, we had a little meeting about it. But is it a struggle in terms of getting people to do it or follow through on it? Or uh, It kind of depends on if they have a website already right. and if they already have a good social media presence. I would definitely say if you don't already have social media or like a following, it's really, really hard to to create one specifically for the launch of a book. Yes. And unless the unless you can dedicate a bunch of time to creating an online following for all of your social media platforms, then it's it's you should pick one and stick to it. That's all I could do. Yeah, I, it took and that's me about great. a year to build up my pretend friends on mm. Facebook. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm a real friend. You are a real friend, but otherwise, they're all fake. I'm not. I'm pretend. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm your worst nightmare come to life. <laughs> I but I do have that. like <laughs> I fair. do have like Twitter and Instagram, but I never, yeah. I never use them. I mean, at work, we have um, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, but it's really hard to keep them all going, and it's hard to keep a conversation going with um, with your followers and even yeah. with your authors just because it's social media is so uh, pervasive into everything you have yeah. to be so on it on yeah. all of them all the time yeah. and We've, that was part of the reason why we both wanted to do a podcast yeah. because I wasn't going to do a blog I mean blogs are great for when they were around sure, yeah. and I'm sure something will replace podcasts but well I, I think there are still blogs but it, the thing is you have to direct traffic there and that's where social media comes in right and without that because I mean I had a blog and I had social media but you just you got to have the reach Right. You know? Yeah, and we have some authors who already had blogs, and that's kind right. of how they came to us. Uh, like, we have a cookbook author who had a really good following, and we Cooking like you. blogs are amazing. Yeah. Because yeah, people go there for recipes and stuff, Yeah, right? so, yeah. I mean, her blog was the reason that she got a book out of it, kind of like how the ghost stories were how you got a book out of right. that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so if you already have a following, that's great. Use your social media. But if you don't already have a massive following, it's almost impossible now to garner a social media uh, for twitter especially oh yeah it's almost yeah. impossible to come up with a new massive following yeah. to get anything and then unless you're going to tweet constantly it's not really worth it Ugh. so to, i guess that leads me to actually to a question i think people might be interested in is um if specifically if they're looking to publish a book see when i publish my book a strange little place available everywhere <laughs> fine books are sold uh, Victoria's most haunted also available wherever <laughs> <laughs> you're cutting out you're cutting up <laughs> 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 the number you have dialed says yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but one of the concerns I had was I knew nothing about uh, publicity. And mm-hmm. and so I sort of wrote the book and put that out of my mind. Just because I knew that if I thought about how am I going to sell this, I would freeze up. Right. So then when I actually had the book written, I sort of went through a list of publishers who do the kind of book I was looking to write and then I immediately excluded ones that require a marketing plan. Mm-hmm. And is that, uh, would you say that is a common thing that authors really kind of, is there a more weight, I guess there is naturally would be more weight given to an author who comes sort of with a pre-existing audience, be it either via social media? I mean, it really depends on the book that's coming in. Right. If it's, if it's going to have a following, like the cookbook author, then yes, it's an obvious we should, and it's because she is a great photographer and she had great recipes already. Right, and the a book's following. beautiful. Yeah, and the book is beautiful. So, yeah. what's the name of the book? It's called All the Sweet Things by Renan Coleman. 
There you um, go. We'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a beautiful book. It is. Yeah. And it's perfect for Mother's Day. <laughs> what <laughs> is that, by the way? Uh, this Sunday. So. May 13th. Okay. No. <laughs> it was perfect for Mother's Day oh. and also belated gifts. I should send my mom a card. <laughs> and belated gifts. Belatedly. <laughs> I love you, Mom. It's going to be very belated. I'll send you a text. <laughs> Uh, but if you're if the author already has a following, that's great. But it depends on the kind of book that we're going to get. If it doesn't really need, if it's going to sell itself, uh, and it doesn't really need a, a a following for the author already, then that's fine. Like we get a lot of we like to call them rack books in Victoria because we have um, all these wonderful racks all over town and all over the island and all over BC. I do appreciate a wonderful rack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> That's how you saw my book in the drugstore the other day, Brennan. That's right. Yeah, there was a uh, pharmacy sitting I, right there I, I in did. front of you. That I turned around right. like like PTSD. It was right there. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but so yeah. Continue. So I mean, we call them rack books, and they don't really have. We get publicity for them, but they right. kind of just sell themselves because they're uh, regional content. They're usually regional history or um, right. ghost stories like Ian's. Gotcha. And. Um, you don't really need to have anybody out there hawking them like in the media because they're tourist books. Right, they sell themselves basically. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it, it really depends. But I mean, most most publishing houses now have somebody that is dedicated to do marketing and publicity or even like some of them have entire publicity teams and marketing teams. Right. I'm technically marketing and publicity because we're a very, right. we're, we're a small independent. So. Right. So what is the difference between the two then, between marketing and publicity? Uh, marketing is more... Uh, into stores, more or less. Oh, okay. So, and uh, publicity is into the reader's hands. Gotcha. So, um, I say that on marketing and publicity. So, everything that, um, not everything, because Ian's been really great about getting his own stuff too, but a lot of the stuff I've helped Ian get kind of out into the hands of readers. Yep. But for, um, on the marketing side, um, if you read about Ian's book, uh, like on Amazon, I would have ha- had a hand in writing that copy right. and the back cover copy I write and um, oh, okay. for our catalog I, I, right. ha- I help write that content too and then um, I don't really go out into stores or anything like that and I don't really we do have some books that we do direct to store marketing instead right. of um, instead of bookstores because they're very specific or like niche right <clears throat> but um, what would a for instance be like what, what would a, an example maybe not a specific title but what would a niche book be um, for instance we have a series of cookbooks that uh, use olive oil products and oh, okay so we have been contacting the olive oil stores directly because um, the we have five of them and the first one was kind of built specifically to be used as a tool to sell olive oil in the olive oil stores. Oh, okay. okay. So it's a recipe book, yeah. but it's actually just a sales tool for that. Right, and then, right, right. So now we have four smaller cookbooks that have the same kind of idea, but um, they sell primarily in olive oil stores. And like the bookstores obviously are a very a great supporter of us for that as well, but just because the people who are looking for olive oil cookbooks are in olive oil yeah, stores. Yeah, makes sense. Of course, yeah, so, no, yeah. that makes sense. Do you think, because um, I know a few people who have self-published their books, which mm. is great. I think they're very, very brave. Um, <laughs> but the hard part, it's not the writing the book or even getting it printed. The hard part is getting it out there. So yeah. distributorship is huge. Yes, absolutely. And what what do you think? Do you think it is possible to independently write your own book and self-publish and then get it? Out. It's obviously possible because lots of people do it. There's right. there's tons. I don't know how many people are, but there must be thousands, thousands and thousands of people who are self-publishing their own stuff. And a lot of it is really good. I mean, we've we do have actually Disagree. a book. <laughs> 
Uh, a lot of it is really good, especially the one book that was self-published that we picked up and then made into a series. Okay, that, uh, that, that, that's... Oh. Say, yeah, we'll give it so, that. So in some ways, um, do you think self-publishing is... Uh, you can prove you can do it and then you can turn it over to a publishing house where they can distribute Maybe. I think for a lot of people they just kind of, I don't want to say they don't want to put the effort into like pitching it to a house or like yeah. waiting, but a lot of people kind of just want to have a book. Right. And they write right. it for themselves or right. they write it for their family or they write it for a specific reason. Right. I mean, I know people who have self-published because they did like a cookbook for their town. Yes. So there's oh, that okay. kind of self-publishing. Yes. I, yeah, that makes sense. And that's sense the same me. thing, you yeah. know, like anybody putting together something that is ostensibly a book, that's self-publishing. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it depends on how, and uh, it depends on what kind of market you want to get it into. I mean, bookstores in BC were really lucky and on the island were very lucky to have um, all these wonderful independent bookstores. Yeah, amazing. And uh, so there's a lot of repre representation um, in the local bookstores especially that have self-published authors because right. they're local authors. Yeah, right. Um, but I mean, I can't, I can't get into it about how to get it out into anywhere else because I have no idea how no. they do it. No, I fair enough. Either. I mean, when I started writing my book... Um, no, I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were going Victoria to Victoria's most haunted. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever fine books are sold. <laughs> oh, someone's cut in. <laughs> it was ghost. me. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I I really had a very, very dim view of self-publishing. Because to me, I, I, and I knew nothing about publishing at all. I, but I, to me, I thought self-publishing was something you did when your book sucked so much that no one else was going to pick it up. Right. But w as I went into it, I really learned that it's, you know, it's not easy to publish a book. And it's, you know, there are, especially in the genre that, that Ian and I wrote in, you know, there are a limited number of publishing houses writing these books. And again, if you don't come with a built-in audience, there's a lot less incentive for someone to pick you up. Because, I mean, I applied to, I think, four, or I sent my initial manuscript to four different publishers, uh, three of whom were BC-based, and all of them declined. I think of the, I think two responded and they declined. And then one, I don't think responded at all. And so I, I realized that, you know, and some of the self-published books I read, because I did a lot of paranormal reading before I, I wrote my book, some of the, the books I read were actually quite good, but they were self-published. Mm -hmm. So it was really eye-opening for me to realize, okay, no, it's, it's not just that, it's not just that they're all schmucks who can't write and, <laughs> you know. Of course not. Yeah. Uh, but it's just that it, it's such a crowded field now. Yeah. It's harder to stand out. And you have to remember, too, I mean, I don't know how long it took or how long you waited between um, uh, sending in your book and hearing back from publishers, but um, our house especially, we get submissions daily. Oh, and, sure, yeah. And I mean, we work, we're working on our season that we're, I'm personally, I'm working on um, fall still. I'm following up on all fall stuff. Right. Uh, I'm fall, working wow. on, yeah, because last fall, I mean, publicity. Yeah. Of course, you still, yeah. You want to sell the books that yeah. that came out. I'm still working on Ian's book, which came out last year, a year ago today, or not today, a year ago. A year ago this month. Yeah. This month. Yeah, yeah. It's old news. We can forget that. <laughs> so, like, I'm still I'm personally well. working Fuck on you. all of last year's titles. So there were I don't know, give or take fifteen. Right. And then I'm working. I'm um, actively working on getting our spring titles out. So right. we have half of them out already, and then another half. The other half are coming out the end of this month and into next month. Right. And I'm working on all of the marketing stuff. And 
and um, early promotions for wow. all of our fall stuff. So I am not constantly working on like 30 titles, but I am actively working on 30 yeah. titles. Wow. And I'm, I work on different seasons than the everybody else. So yeah. right. like our publisher, Taryn Boyd, she's uh, working on acquiring titles into spring yeah. uh, and fall 2019 and even 2020. Right. And then our editorial team is working on um, all of our fall books. Uh, and even spring books and then our design team just finished putting and editorial just finished sending all of our spring books to press so we work in totally different seasons right so it's great and we always love to get submissions and a lot of them are amazing a lot of them are great but a lot of them are submitted to more than one house at a time of course right. that's totally normal so if we don't get to that manuscript and somebody else picks it up or if we just don't get to it and like say you think that you've been waiting a long time and you decide to self-publish that's that's not unusual either because we right. can't uh, we try to get to everything but it's really hard we only yeah. have a, a team of four people in house yeah, oh of course right. yeah so and, and i think i mean see my book is published by llewellyn down in minnesota yeah. but uh you know and they're a big company but even so when i met the people on the floor uh, when i was down in minnesota last year there's not a ton of them no yeah and, and so they've got as you say a ton, you know even and they're they've been around 100 years mm-hmm. yeah. you know but even them they've got it, it was shocking to see how many people there were for the amount of work yeah. that they have to do. And I mean, I shouldn't say that we do it all alone because we certainly don't. We have, um, in-house, we have our publisher. Uh, I'm marketing and publicity. Then we have an in-house designer and an in-house editor. We do have a ton of freelance staff that right. we work with um, because freelancers, you know, they work when they can. So um, That's who did the initial um, editing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we do have a lot Oof. of help, but... R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's dead now. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shot herself in the mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> I just sort of imagining dying of boredom, like a, a, oh, ske- a skeleton. Oh, easy. <laughs> Super rough. I know, right? <laughs> All right, so that's we're going to edit that out. <laughs> uh, but uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about self-publishing. Yeah. Right, yeah. And the so why don't we tell those losers who do that? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm why don't kidding. we end it with saying to Tori, like, what would you recommend if you're out there and you want to get a Yeah, yeah what, what do you recommend? Me? I mean, if, so, you, so you're some poor Jamoke out there who's got his manifesto. Do you have any advice uh, from, you know, your position as publicist at Bad Touch? <laughs> Touch Touch wood wood additions. Thank you, Ian. You're welcome. Um, I would just say absolutely do your homework before you submit. Um, There are a lot of good resources out there for writers who are looking to publish and to do the research on um, the houses that do the kind of books that you're submitting. So, I mean, obviously don't submit a poetry manuscript to a house that does primarily cookbooks and etc so uh, but i mean for touchwood editions we do have uh quite a range so we do cookbooks and ghost books and we do local history (laughs) so i mean you you can always take a chance on us if you think based on our list um if it would be a good fit but absolutely do your homework and i would say um you don't have to have it edited before you submit it but it's definitely a good idea to have somebody that has a discerning eye and who is honest. Yeah. Read your manuscript once. I would say one or two people, even three people, yeah. read it and um, get their feedback and do a couple drafts. Do don't submit your first draft to oh, us. Oh God, of course, yeah. <laughs> no, that's horrible. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> you're different. Okay. You're special. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you, you're different. <laughs> but if you're a solicit or if you're sending in an unsolicited manuscript and just um, also. 
I would say look up how to write a pitch letter. Right. Don't just send an email that says, hi, this is my book attached. Right. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) that's fair. So, yeah, I would just say the the two biggest things is to do your homework and see who's going to... Uh, who would maybe be interested in publishing your book. And then the second one is to make sure that you um, get somebody who is discerning and yeah. honest right. to give your read through first. It's the second part that's the hard part because yeah. I had someone send me something and I have zero, zero uh, abilities or skills, but um, they <laughs> they wanted me to read it and give that's them feedback. That's not true. And you sit in that chair nicely. Thank you. <laughs> you and do. I can drink a good Slurpee. Um, that's what I hear. But I, <laughs> but I, ended up, I ended up having to read this and it was... It was it was terrible. Mm. Like it was really bad. Oh yeah. Mm. And then you know all I could say was, "Oh, I enjoyed the cats in the book." That oh, was no. nice because yeah. the story was terrible and the, right. uh, everything was terrible. So what do you do? Well, I found the, well, the worst thing you can tell someone is that you're a writer, right? Because yeah. then they go, "Oh." I've got this thing. I like. I'm a writer too. Yeah. Oh, try, tell being, t- try telling people you're in publishing. Oh, or all over you. Yeah. Barbara Smith gave me that advice. I met with her Did before she? my book came out, mm-hmm. and uh, she is another. We love Barbara. Smith. We love Barbara Smith. Barbara and, and she um, gave me the advice. She goes, "Be very careful who you tell that you are an author because you cannot unring that bell." No, I'd rather tell someone. I- to tell them that I'm an author. I'm just, I'm just saying. Ah, uh, that's rough. <laughs> I. Anyway, that's, sorry, that's another edit point. You were saying. I was saying. I forget what I was saying. Uh, Barbara about Smith. being an author, about how oh, people right. react to you. Um, I like to tell people that I'm in publishing because I love the industry. But um, yeah, a lot of the people who you know, you say I'm in publishing, and then they're like, oh, so when are you writing a book? Not oh, in, really? I'm not in publishing oh, to be an author. Funny. Yeah. So my, my parents actually, or not my parents, my dad thinks that I am in publishing to write a book and I <laughs> have no interest in writing a book. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I'm so impressed with you two and <laughs> everybody who writes books because it's just, I mean, I remember writing essays and I, no, no, no. thank you. I, I did it as a job. I would come home from my regular job mm-hmm. and sit down and write a story of whatever story I had to write and then I would write until it was done. Well, so, it helps for you that you write just is like the same way that you talk you that's how you write your stories so way easier. it's it's great that your book is conversational that way yeah yeah it's, that's a nice way to put it <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it it's is it's almost as if i'm your publicist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I see. right I weird see. well i'm gonna bring on my no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> she's a lovely lady but she's good i don't think she wants to be on my show no yeah. I would like to say about uh, the books in your genre, a lot of them have like cheesy covers. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand I that because like your book is, your the cover for your book, Brendan, is gorgeous. You took oh. that picture. And I know, you told yeah. me that. Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh. Oh, come on, Ian. No, th- yeah, that, that whole cover was designed by uh, Llewellyn. Oh. There you go. Well, it's gorgeous. Well done, I Llewellyn. Don't, I don't know how I got that wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm flattered you think I can take a photo like that. That's great. That's a nice thing you ever said to me. And, and we are trying to put it like Ian's book has a beautiful love, image of uh, Hatley, Ca- Hatley Castle here yeah, in Victoria. Yeah, it, it's a very striking cover. Yeah. 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 And we like, we're, we're trying. Shannon's book. Shannon's book the is great. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Our designer did a great job on that. And then uh, Barbara's book that comes out. Uh, later this year, oh, we've excited. done a we've done a text based design for that, Ooh. and it is gorgeous. Really? Yeah. So oh, I she think she sent it to me. She sent she? me the cover. She's very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, Barbara's done a couple um, ghost story books with um, our sister publisher, and uh, they're really nice too. Beautiful. So I think that it's, I think it's about time that we move away from the cheesy ghost story yep. covers because it, the paranormal is 
it's super interesting and yeah. it's yeah. not just corny and like yeah. obviously you guys yeah. know that and yeah. your listeners know but I think um, when I started, when I moved to Victoria, I went on, by chance, on a ghost tour. Right. And I was stoked about it. <laughs> and actually, I'm going on a tour tonight That's with right. Ian, and it's going to my, it's going to be my 11th wow. ghost Holy walk wow. in Victoria. And it's because I love it. Yeah. And right. I mean, I listen to them all the time, and then now I listen to other paranormal podcasts, and it's like... It's not just the cheesy, you know, campfire stuff anymore. It's no. it's a huge industry. It but is. we do love Jim Harold's campfire. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just to be clear. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, like when you're a kid and yeah, you're yeah, around yeah. the campfire. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, that's true. And all those stories that I heard at camp that scared the crap out of me. Oh, totally. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I should let you go because uh, you got things to do and... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sit here crying in the dark. No. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so a regular Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. A regular Thursday. No, thank you so much for being here, Troy. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank Actually, you. Is, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Cool. Well, uh, that's going to do it for our very first bonus episode. Mm-hmm. Write us at uh, ghoststoryguys at gmail.com. Tweet us at... Tweet me at large of the truth. <laughs> Let's be honest. Because Ian is Ian never checks it. No, that's true. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, large of the truth, and we're on Facebook, of course. Ghost story yeah, guys. Yeah, Facebook and uh, Gmail. I will respond to. Yeah, Gmail. <laughs> well, you're a little behind. Whoa. There's like four. Ian. You're... Back off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Russell Time. I will get on those this week. I believe you. You, you guys respond to me as soon as I hit send on those, mostly. Well, it's your <laughs> yeah, it's, you're different. That's because he wants something half the time. <laughs> and you're scared of her. Yeah, that's true. He too. is the best. <laughs> that's fine. Brendan is okay. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you to Pizzanta Music for our intro and outro music. You can find him online at soundcloud.com slash music. And that's going to do it. Again, let us know what you think of the bonus episode, things you want to see. Uh, you know, this is something we want thinking about maybe doing once a month. Uh, it won't all be conversations. Maybe me and Ian talking about movies or, I don't know, knitting. Food. Food. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like we don't do enough of that in the main show. Knitting? I just, the first Are you a knitter? No. 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 If you are, I want to be part of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan and I making scars for tiny dogs. That's That'll right. be what it is. Crocheted ghosts. Yes, yes, of course. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back in a week with a uh, with our next episode. We'll see you then. Do you mean authors are not pretentious? <laughs> har, har, Especially har. not these two. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I bought Brennan for his birthday? Hmm. A shirt with my book on the Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> because, so I, the reason that I knew to email Ian about uh, the rights for his cover is because I listened to your podcast, not because yeah, Ian emailed I, I figured. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's I figured. amazing. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I forgot all about it. Like, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think mm. we're good. You're it's gonna, coming. You're out. gonna have to take that one. You will. It's coming. You out. wouldn't Thank believe you. how much gets out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if I, we ever <laughs> put on everything we say, we'd both be in jail. Yeah. yeah.